0: Buddy, and welcome back for another bonus episode of the B Roll Podcast. We are the Sci Fi Wise Guys. That's one of your hosts, Anthony, and that's the other host, Chris. Hey, bud. What's up, dude? It's Thursday. You know what that means? We only have one episode left of Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah, I'm actually I'm a little upset. We only get ten episodes. (laughs) I mean, I know there's a lot of effort that goes into animation, right? But man, oh well. I hope we get more in the future. It's one of those, I think it's one of those direct scenarios where quality over quantity is definitely apropos because there have been, there's, I think there's only been one quote unquote, not good episode of this show so far. And I think it was technically the first one. Yeah. And and it wasn't even necessarily bad. I might go back and watch it after the season ending just to see how I feel about it once I know all the characters and see where they end up. I don't think it was bad. I just didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones. So it was definitely feel like there was a stylistic shift. Yeah. The first like few episodes. So yeah, that's one that I can say for almost every Star Trek series. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) One out of 10 is not bad. One out of 10 is not bad in Star Trek terms. Yeah. (laughs) But I I wish we only had one out of 10 bad movies, but look where they are. (laughs) We just keep finding them. I don't know. Speaking of bad movies. Do you want to read the blurb or do you want me to read the blurb uh, for episode blurb. nine of Lower Decks? You can read the blurb for episode nine. Crisis point. Crisis point. Episode nine this is the IMDb blurb. Mariner repurposes Boimler's holodeck program to cast herself as the villain in a Lower Decks style movie. Mm, yeah. You know how much I love holodeck episodes. It is, is entirely accurate. <laughs> uh, very good blurb do you have a different blurb on the uh the cbs Uh, all access app nope it's exactly the same perfect so this is currently at a 36 let me refresh because i'm because you're usually okay out of 36 reviews this is sitting at a 9.0 and yeah 10 yeah no doubt no doubt Uh, wow there's only two actual written reviews a 10 and a one and i have a feeling about that one hold on let's see i'm reading it right now uh put me out of my Uh, misery please this individual put a one out of ten star review on several lower decks episodes it looks like uh the bar Uh, for this show gets lower and lower yet again it is highlighting that if you are disrespectful lazy break the rules and are threatening towards a higher ranking officer you get everything you want then apparently didn't watch the episode so then we see the hardworking, conscientious crew member who is downtrodden ignored and belittled way to go cbs you have successfully made a joke out of one of the best intellectual properties intellectual properties both the i and the p are capitalized interesting i don't think uh, either TV, of them should be but yeah sure a tv whilst managing to destroy that same tv show just let it end well i'm not going to say his name out loud but his initials rhyme with homer j sniper your wish will come true for a, a few months because we are almost done. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Haters going to hate. I, uh, Haters are going to hate. I don't normally but, Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say I don't normally I don't normally call people out for their reviews cuz I think everyone's being a opinion is something is, yeah. is- it's subjective absolutely i do want to point out that one out of 13 people found his review helpful and it's about to be one out of 14 i was number (laughs) 13 you're welcome all right uh (laughs) i've actually never clicked that button in a review before and i was just like was this helpful i was like no this wasn't actually this is some of the least helpful things i've ever read (laughs) oh god logged into imdb in like six years congratulations buddy you made me do it oh you don't even Uh, have to log in to do that uh (laughs) So no, I wanted it to count. That's oh, I'm there saying. you go. There you go. <laughs> so the overall uh, ranking on IMDb jumped up to 6.1 from 6.0 mm. last week. Uh, the median moved up from 7 to 8. Okay. Mathematic means 6.4. So uh, it is creeping up, as we suspected it would if the uh, quality kept moving up. Second Contact, 6.3 now. Yeah. yeah. First episode. I, um, so... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, uh, <laughs> how did you like this episode? I, I'm, I'm sad to say that it is um my new favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sad to say that. Oh, all. it is, it uh, is, it is definitely, I, I can't decide if it's my favorite episode or not, but it did, I laughed more in this episode than several others combined. I think I like out loud, not just huh, that's funny or smiling or grinning or what have you like actually laughing out loud. This is, this is the episode for you. This is, yeah, this is, I, I laughed there. so much. I, I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I had to watch this at work because my lunch period was, uh, it, it, it was, it was uh it was a problem that I did not get a chance to watch it at lunch. So I watched it at work and multiple times I laughed out loud, which isn't necessarily a problem except I'm in a cubicle surrounded by two other people. <laughs> 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 they were just like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like nothing. Don't worry nothing. about it. There are some jokes where I was laughing a little uncontrollably, and my roommate watching it with me, she was think. I think she was more smiling because I was laughing. So there's definitely some <laughs> not deep cut jokes. There's one deep cut joke that I actually had to look up, and I'm, oh. I'm eager to see if you got it or not. Okay. But the 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 my favorite my favorite oh my god favorite favorite. favorite. <sighs> No, no, that's not going to be a thing. My favorite gag was the riff. On, well, I'm sorry. Before I start talking about favorite jokes, g- gags, what have you, I'm going to give a high level plot overview, if that's okay, unless you have something to say beforehand. just uh, Well, I'll, please. What <clears> I do. was going to say is our, well, he's not a mutual friend, but I, I, I know someone that I work with that. I don't want to say that he is a bigger Star Trek fan than me. I think he is a big Star Trek fan. His middle name just happens to be Tiberius. And I've seen his driver's license and it actually is Tiberius. Nice. <laughs> I um, I was telling him about Lower Decks and I asked him, I was like, hey man, have you watched Lower Decks yet? And he said, no, I don't know if it's for me. And before he could say another word, I cut him off and I looked at him and I said, this show was literally brainstormed you know study grouped designed and written for people like you and me if Mm -hmm. if you are a real star trek fan and you can really appreciate just the minutiae like forget the fact that you know that person's review talks about how beckett you know is a complete (laughs) mishandling of what a Starfleet career should be despite the fact that she's a fictional character the show is literally designed for people like us You know, if you like the minutia of Star Trek, if you like the little things, you will like this show. And I told him that. So if anyone out there is listening, I I don't know why you'd be listening to the ninth bonus episode and still don't like the show, but you just need to give it a chance. I'm sorry. Yes, I agree. That's all I got to say. Awesome. Well, good for James. Good for James okay yeah so high level plots before we so that there's a little bit of context to the rest of the conversation Our cold open has Mariner helping a group of lizard people with lisps overthrow their rat oppressors uh, who eat them apparently there's some back and forth about that some good lines and I think we get the dune buggy from Star Trek nemesis in that scene uh, I'm not entirely sure I didn't like pause and look back at it well, I think it was the same one from second contact which oh that would make sense. sense the case yeah yeah that would make sense that would make sense. Uh, the captain, uh, Mariner's doing all this on her own. Uh, the captain shows up and gets angry at her because obviously she's interfering with the politics on this planet. Mariner gets upset because she, she's, in her words, you can't get upset at me for spreading freedom, which was which <laughs> is great. People uh, get mad at America all the time. Oh, me. yes. Well, we don't. Anyways. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Instead of sending Mariner to the brig, she sends her to therapy therapy (laughs) funny scene doesn't go well Uh, and she's hanging out on the holodeck with tendy and rutherford and they are skeet shooting with da vinci which is fantastic (laughs) just fantastic oh my goodness Boimler takes over the holodeck and uh, has a simulation of the crew. He has gone into everyone's private logs for the last seven years and simulated everyone so that he can ask questions and interact with the captain in a safe environment ahead of an interview he's going to have with her. Mariner takes over and turns it into a movie, uh, (laughs) a movie holodeck movie. I guess it's still a movie if you're playing in it. It's more like a video game, but they call it a movie. She is the bad guy in this movie. The Cerritos is the Enterprise in this movie. Not literally just that's the role. Even I think they mentioned that blah, blah, blah. She blows up. the. She attacks the, the ship, yada, 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 ends up fighting her mother and then ends up fighting the holographic version of herself and realizing a whole bunch of things about herself and kind of coming to terms with the fact that her mom is doing what she knows, you know, at her best she can and that she needs to grow up and quote, do the hard thing and just be a good officer, which I thought was a great line. And then the episode wraps with some gags at Boimler's expense. Oh, and then Boimler, sorry, Boimler goes back into... So uh, Holographic Beckett uh, does blow herself up with the ship in order to defeat real Beckett, I guess. When Boimler goes back in to try to, after all this has happened, to try... And talks to the the fake holographic captain. to Prepare for his interview. Uh, he discovers that Mariner is the captain's daughter. And, <laughs> and oh oh, and if anyone found out, they'd probably get kicked off the ship. Blah blah blah. So he fails his interview horribly because he's super distracted. There you go. It's good stuff. Yeah. And there's a nice Star Trek three gag at the end. It's fantastic. <laughs> Really? Star Trek six gag? I don't know, ma'am. There was a gag, about there is a Star Trek five motion picture. Anyways, there's a I, lot of think, references that I uh, think it was a reference in. to almost every movie except for the first one. Oh, there's absolutely a reference to the motion picture. Thank you for giving uh-huh. me that segue. My favorite gag in the entire episode is the one full minute, which doesn't sound like a lot, but this is only 22 minute, 23 minute episode, right? How many ever minutes Mm -hmm. It's less than 30. So one full minute dedicated to the bridge crew plus Boimler while they're in the the holographic movie flying in a shuttlecraft towards the Cerritos and we just get glamour shots of the ship spinning and different (laughs) things and blah, blah, blah. And when uh, Billups starts crying a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And that is, I mean, I just, that is a, you don't remember there being like a five or six minute scene in Star Trek, the motion picture where Kirk and Spock and, scotty are flying up to the enterprise and they're almost brought to tears and it's literally that is i'm not exaggerating when i say it's a five or six minute long scene i believe you i just don't remember them crying no they're they don't cry but they're like close to it it's like very mm. much that that type of emotion emotion yeah so that's i mean i was laughing hard that entire time just okay. that happens in every movie we gotta get glamour oh, yeah. shots of the enterprise <laughs> all right <laughs> In the old days, it's like, look, we spent thousands of dollars on this model. On this twenty foot <laughs> model. <laughs> I remember reading, oh, was it reading? I think I was watching it. I my dad still might actually have it. It was a VHS tape of like the the making of Star Trek. I think up until like the fifth movie. Yeah, no, it it, it had to have been the sixth because I remember watching this in the the mid nineties. But well, I mean, it could be possible this before then. That's not important. Anyways the guys who made the props or the the people who are in charge of handling the enterprise model hated it oh, like, really? they absolutely hated it because it was big and heavy and unwieldy and when they blew it up or, like destroyed it for star trek 3 they like cried like when they watched <laughs> oh, when they really? watched the movie like when they got the because you know usually the crew right, can right, sometimes right. see the movie beforehand like they were like, we hated that damn thing. And when and when it was blowed up and, like, crashing through the atmosphere onto the Genesis planet, like, we cried. Nice. <laughs> like, eh, well, I know they cool. the crew that worked with the Enterprise-D, like, that's why the D was destroyed in generations. Because they hated it. And it was hard <laughs> to work with. Because they yeah. designed it without consulting prop makers first <laughs> and so it was like just it didn't have enough uh support points and blah 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 it was just really really difficult to work with so yeah no yeah so interesting interesting yeah i don't know where to begin with all of okay. this uh, I already huh. i don't know man there's so many good <laughs> jokes every time i think i want to just start laughing i can't well uh so i'll just go ahead and just kind of name off mine yes the please. filter Oh, the film filter. And the the aspect ratio change when it becomes a movie. Yeah. I didn't notice until it changed back. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I rewound it. The uh, intro sequence. I mean, the music is almost, I think, exactly Wrath of Khan. It's like Wrath of Khan mixed with a little bit of the Lower Decks theme. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had Da Vinci shooting Holodeck Mariner, which is weird (laughs) because Holodeck Mariner was the real Mariner. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Fair uh yeah i I didn't see a reference to star trek six or star trek five star trek five well they were on vacation they were on vacation at the beginning there you go yeah there you go okay so that's got to be it the captain made a i still hold the record at the academy line so (laughs) makes her a real starfleet captain every starfleet captain holds the record somewhere on something yeah and then um, Mariner quoting Shakespeare. Oh, no, that must be it. Right, yeah, from Undiscovered Country, because Chang Yeah. just, like, I'd I, pay real I money if those. someone would shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also enjoyed um, Shax telling Beckett that when she gets to hell, you can tell her that, you can tell the paw race that Shax said yes. she... <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that line down. Oh, man. Oh, Special delivery straight from Bajor. <laughs> <laughs> That That's a big gun. It was a big gun. Shaxx is awesome. Yeah. Shax is fantastic. <laughs> oh, Shut man. up! I'm angry. Oh, we had this conversation earlier today. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Um, oh, uh, I, I'm reading on the the subreddit official. Oh, that's cheating. We're not there yet. But go go ahead. I, no, go ahead. No, these are ones that I did not catch. Well, maybe I, I did. I did. Not, I did not catch the. Uh, the space dust trail. hmm That the Cerritos leaves. That's a what's it called? What's that guy? Who Abrams? The Abrams verse? JJ? The Kel the Kelvin verse, I think is what they technically call it. Yeah, called. they call it the Kelvin verse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently there's way too much lens flare. Did you not I notice the lens flare? I didn't recognize I didn't realize it was too much. Oh um, I mean it is <laughs> everywhere. So as soon as they're on the ship, yeah, you should turn it on and look at it. It's just a screen of lens flare. All around the bridge, everything's lens flare. She looks at the captain's seat and she gets lens flare on every like in between every cushion as she looks up the captain's seat. Mm. Mm. Okay. I was gonna say that like it wasn't like that one movie that he made. You star you mean Star Trek two thousand nine? No 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 no. The one the the one about the monster. What's uh, Super Eight? Yeah. yeah, Super Eight. Yeah, that one had that one had way too much. Lens Did it, I flare actually flare. never saw it? So I have no idea. <laughs> it's pretty good. Sorry, it's, right. it's pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes, "Holy lens flare, Batman!" <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of lens flare," but I didn't realize there was too much. Oh, it was a ton. Oh, there's always yeah. Flare. I think more than a one second of lens flare one time <laughs> is too much. Ugh. Nah, give me all the lens flare. Do you remember? um Syndicate, the first-person shooter. Yes, yes, I remember that, Syndicate. That, that had too much. Did literally. it? I don't remember. <laughs> well, it's like a that's like a cyberpunk thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Isn't Syndicate not a first-person shooter? Like, or uh, uh, it, it the, is, but it's based on other. In the nineties, it was not a first-person. Kind of like how yeah. they changed Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah, in I liked 90s, Shadowrun quite a bit. Every version of it, your pre Overwatch first-person shooter team-based powers game. Uh, yeah. Underrated. Underrated. Well, I had crossplay, didn't it? Xbox 360 and PC. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Mariner yells at her mom, It's the 80s. We don't go to therapy. <laughs> oh, perfect. Nah, no, i it. Everyone should go to therapy. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I like that after Mariner gets all upset because she saved the lizard people from being eaten by the rat people. But as soon as she leaves, Captain Freeman solves it as well, but without a violent uprising. She's like, we'll give you food replicators. If you stop eating these lizard people, (laughs) does it make food pellets? Of course it does. (laughs) (laughs) So like it showed like her being a decent captain. I kind of wish Mariner had seen her do that. I also liked the, we're supposed to fight on a rickety metal catwalk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I I really liked this episode. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I I don't know. If there was anything I would have quote unquote done differently, like if that makes any sense. Like I think, I think it nailed everything that it was trying oh, to do. I think it should have th- been a feature length film, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it will be a feature length film. Eventually, yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah. They just recreated <laughs> Wrath of Khan, but the Lower Decks universe. I'd, I would, that would be the one Star Trek Wrath of Khan quote unquote remake that I would enjoy. Oh, you didn't like Into Darkness? It was Okay. I was mostly referring to every other Star Trek film that tries to be Wrath of Khan. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Nemesis. Star Trek was a Star Trek three. Star Trek three was not. No, that was the Search for Spock. Right. I said Document it tried to of... be Wrath of Khan. I did not see that. Generations. Yeah, like that. Not, not so much with Khan, but with they kind of follow the same formula, and then at the end they fight a they fight a a single ship with a cunning captain or whatever. Are we talking about the same search for Spock? Is that is that not search for Spock where they fight uh, Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, but they don't really they don't fight him. He, he comes out of he comes he uncloaks, shoot them, shoots them once, and then they surrender. Right, That's right, not right. Cunning. <laughs> I, Christopher Lloyd was the best villain in the first five Star Trek films. I now I know you're now I know you're just. Trying. I thought that his character was. I thought his character was brilliant, but it's whatever <laughs> maybe you need to watch that movie again. I Did just watched just it I it? just yeah. rewatched it I thought that he was a better villain not than Khan but he was a better villain than anything we got afterwards maybe star trek six but that they didn't really have a singular villain in that movie so it's hard I, well to say. there was no villain in star trek four other than humanity so i don't think that technically well, counts yeah. that that doesn't count either <laughs> you're right better than <laughs> I don't the, think was, the, the, the whatever I don't, the sisters and generations better than the board queen uh better than the patrick stewart clone better than what was what were those, the alien race from insurrection whatever the the people who're trying to live forever and we're committing patricide to do so isn't that your favorite one it is but i doesn't mean <laughs> don't i don't think <laughs> that doesn't mean i can't think that christopher lloyd uh, played a better villain oh man he played uh, a great klingon i'm just saying it was fantastic uh, i don't, I don't know, know if i could do this anymore <laughs> look man <laughs> that you know that's what we're going to do after the that's what our that's what our 11th bonus episode is going to be i'm going to watch all the star trek movies i'm going to rate them and then we're just going to have a we're going to have to have it out we can do one movie at a time if you like we can just debate one movie at a time if you think christopher lloyd i will rewatch the motion picture if we're going to argue about it if you think christopher lloyd as a villain who beamed his entire crew aboard a ship that was going to self-destruct is a better villain than someone who almost manages to take over the flagship of the Federation with her board drones. There's something wrong with you. man. Yeah, but she wasn't really, <laughs> yeah, no, she was. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Did you notice the green screen halo around the uh, bridge crew as they were on the jet skis? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have noticed it if, I, if we hadn't just watched first frontier. <laughs> On, honestly, <laughs> oh, so man. another point speaking for of, the fan film, I guess. Speaking of, I watched. So I, I, it must have been first frontier because I have been watching a lot of TOS, and I watched uh, Arena last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one with the Gorn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I forgot that they cut the drop kick from the the Netflix. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, like you see it in like the trailer. Like I remember as a little kid watching. Like the the VHS tapes, and it was the whatever the episode is before Arena, and it's sad because I I think it's Squire of porthus Squire. Goth? Anyways, they showed him drop kicking the Gorn, and then I watched it last night, and I was like, he doesn't drop kick this Gorn. What the heck? <laughs> Stupid Gorn. <laughs> so I have I have some questions all right what's up how do you feel about a rutherford and billups rom-com (laughs) spinoff is it a rom-com or just two heterosexual life partners is that not a rom-com is is the film (laughs) i love you man a romantic comedy i always thought it was uh which one is i love you man that's with paul rudd and jason siegel never seen it oh man put it at the top of your list next time you need a laugh fantastic film but it's about bro (laughs) it's about a bromance if you'll forgive the term, I hate that term. <laughs> so we call it a Bromcom. 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 Yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'd be down. I think and you, you can tell me you because you would know because if you're eidetic memory, because you're wonder boy like like Wesley. Is this a holodeck episode where the holodeck doesn't break and no hologram tries to kill everyone? Is this the only one? I mean, there's episodes where they visit the hologram. And they seem coming off the hologram. But I'm talking about a, a episode that takes place mostly on a holodeck. I say it in the hologram, the holodeck. But is this the first one that takes place mostly on a holodeck where the holodeck works flawlessly the entire time? No. I think the one with Barkley. Mm, where... Does that take place mostly on the holodeck? There's a lot of scenes in that damn thing. There is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Barkley. Some of his episodes are annoying, especially early on But I appreciate what they were trying to do And I I think I end up appreciating the character overall at the end I mean, he only has like I think he only has like four bottle episodes He's also in Voyager They're all pretty good Oh, is he in Voyager? I don't remember. Yeah, he's actually Voyager. instrumental in like creating uh, communications with Voyager and uh, Federation. If if I recall correctly, he was there and he was uh, he wasn't on Voyager. Mm, okay. um, he was working to bring them home in some way. I, it didn't matter, but it was nice yeah. to have that that character crossover. He's no Chief <laughs> O'Brien, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Brockley, but who is Broccoli? God bless, <laughs> but who is Chief O'Brien? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um. I think technically no, because because when Picard becomes Robin Hood, that's technically not on the holodeck. Yeah, I think so. I th- I think technically the—well, because, I mean, when you say it takes place mostly on the holodeck, I, I think maybe I'm skewing that line a little bit to be more not necessarily it's taking place on the holodeck, but the holodeck is like the primary engine of the episode. In that episode with Barkley where they discover what he's been doing on the holodeck, I think that moved, that moves the plot along, so I'm gonna tech, I'm gonna call that a holodeck episode. So I would okay. answer the question, okay. no. If you disagree, I would not fault you so for this disagreeing. Is, so this is the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> that we but, can but, recall. But if, But if you were to say no, I don't believe that. That's not how that works. I would, I would uh, accept your position. I don't feel like arguing. I've already taken one hard line today with Christopher (laughs) Lloyd, so I'm going to save my second hard line (laughs) for something more important than Lieutenant. I'm dying on this Lloyd-shaped hill. (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, Christopher. He's great. Oh yeah, he's a fantastic captain, and he's a great Klingon. No, just I because I I rewatched because I watched two I we've talked about this in other podcast episodes. I rewatched everything from two through all of it. I think even the, the, the reboot movies. And I actually really do unironically love Christopher Lloyd as that Klingon captain. Oh, he's great. He doesn't. I just love that. Kirk tries his standard ploys, his standard tricks, you know, uh, and tries to get under his skin or tries to convince him of other things. And, Christopher Lloyd, I don't remember his character's name, man. Christopher Lloyd's just like, nah, no. I think it's Courage. Yes, it starts with I'm a K, gonna, obviously. I'm, I'll, I'll click on names for okay. K. <laughs> it's just, uh, if they're bad guys, they start with K. That's I think how it's it goes. Purge. I really do. And so I just thought it was great how he just didn't fall for any of Kirk's oh. tricks until Kirk is like, I want to blow up the whole Enterprise, which is an overreaction. He also, when they're on the planet, the Genesis planet, and kirk's uh, kirk's like oh but let me have let me have the boy as well or beam him up as well or whatever it is and he says no and kirk's like well why not and he goes because you want it <laughs> and i was like ah oh, oh man just like he just doesn't fall into any of those tropes you know that a big bad does even Khan falls into some tropes you know as good as he is so i think it's Krooge I, I transposed the u and the r k r u g e interesting um, interesting anyways no so yeah, it, that's a I, whole other conversation we can save that for our star trek 3 yeah debate yeah no i thought he was i yeah i get you i, I didn't I think you. he was amazing but no, i like him a lot but maybe you know like i so, said we, we'll, we'll figure it out that's fair that's fair. Uh, that's fair. the warp the uh the <laughs> warp me the <laughs> the warp effect straight from star trek 2009 great right especially because that happened right after the, the scene with all the lens flare it's perfect they also do like the um like the the Back to the Future lightning a little thing bit between the nacelles right before it takes off. Yeah. So apparently, so that is. A, thank you for segueing me so well today. It's like we have a script. We have no script. We have no plans. I don't talk to you unless it's the podcast. So one point, Mariner tells Boimler that he's being a Zahn. He says like, you're being a Zahn right now. You're going to be, or you're going to be a total Zahn or something along those lines. And he's like, well, who's Zahn? And she goes, exactly. And then they, as they're leaving, they'll get their costumes to be, you know, to, for her to be the, mar- the, the bad guy and tending Rutherford to be their, their henchman. Rutherford, where are you going? We have to hench. Anyways. Uh- <laughs> nah, man, I'm I, out was, on I know. I just, I love that she called it. We have to hench right after you said that several times. It was great. I did, so did you get the shimpo reference? Uh, no, I did not. So I, I actually got the shimpo reference while looking up the Zahn reference. Mm, okay. So just, uh, so a shimpo. Uh, so another actor being hastily employed uh, to fulfill, uh, to, to replace, a, I guess, a deceased or departed actor. It's, it's called a fake Shemp after the three stooges and the character Shemp. Yep. Or the actor's name, Shemp. So Boimler, Bo, the Boimler's hench character being played, or being called Shempo is a nice little. But that's less of a Star Trek reference and more of just a, a movie. Yeah. Which makes, a, I say movie reference? I don't know, film reference? Term, I guess. Uh, which is cool for it to be there. But di- no, so do you know what Zahn is or who Zahn is? Uh, I remember, isn't that like a, uh, that's, that was something from, I know Spock said it, right? No. Okay, I remember it being involved with Spock because I like I recognized the word Zon and I couldn't remember it, but I was like, this guy has something to do with Spock. So but. before they made the motion picture, they were doing a TOS kind of reboot or like continuation called Star Trek Phase Two. Leonard Nimoy re- didn't want to show back up, so they he was replaced by Zon, a Vulcan, uh, another Vulcan character. The character <laughs> he was like he was like fully like fleshed out. He got a full backstory. He was cast. Uh, and then they canceled everything to make the motion picture. And Leonard Nimoy was like, oh, if you're making movies, I'll show back up. And they ditched that other guy. <laughs> oh, So cool. he actually never, yeah, he never existed. So that is a deep, deep, deep cut. That is probably the mm. deepest of the deep cuts. Mm. Uh, it's very, uh, wow. It's fantastic. Huh. No, I didn't know that. I just, I remember like, I remember reading about it once. because I've, I've done a couple of um, run throughs of the old memory alpha and the memory beta. And I think I still have my Star Trek encyclopedia around my house somewhere. I don't know exactly where it is, but I know it exists. But yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I like that the fake ship had a was named San Clemente after oh, another yeah. <laughs> California California city. Oh, th- did you realize that was the same admiral who says censor's? Oh, was it? No, I didn't. I missed yeah. that. I missed that. That's great though. What's, well, what's funny is. That's how Leonard Nimoy pronounces sensors on TOS. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he says sensors. And Because I, I, was, I was watching the episode with the Gorn, and he says, he's like, we cannot detect them with our sensors. And I was like, wait a second. I know that. I know what that means. Wait a second. We also called a marshmallow a marshmallow. So there's that. <laughs> he's making fun of me. <sighs> <laughs> so, oh, so another question I had for you. Why does Boimler keep saying Cap'n? Oh, cause he's uh thats his like—it's his nickname for the captain. Be he cap'n. calls her Cap'n. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cap'n. Like he doesn't. But he uh, once again says it like a loser. I don't know, man. <laughs> he's like on a TV commercial playing in between cartoons. It's your Cap'n Crunch. You know, I don't. I don't <laughs> like it. Oh man, Rutherford pointing out the nice font—the T and G font they were using in their fake movie. Mm, great uh this isn't a vacation it's important scientific research vacations over (laughs) (laughs) i also enjoyed how um at the end they um like signed oh yeah star trek six style but they signed their name like they signed their character names not their actor name (laughs) well yeah because it's the fake movie yeah (laughs) right that was great Uh, no it was yeah and I was like, who's Samantha? Oh, Samantha, yeah. I funny. liked Boimler having the, the eye and Boimler being a little Delta. Delta, yeah. Oh, <laughs> great. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like this episode. I do think it is my new favorite one. Mine too, mine too. stands Hands down, my favorite. I was waiting. As soon as it was like, oh, this is a representation of everyone from the ship. I was waiting for Mariner's secret to be revealed the entire time. So when it finally happened, but by the time it finally happened, I, everything had gone so off the rails, I'd forgotten. That's what I, (laughs) that I thought that. And so it kind of still caught me off guard. (laughs) And of course, yeah. Did you, yes. Oh, you did watch the, yeah. I went ahead and watched the preview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good stuff, man. Very good stuff. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm very excited. I am as well. I'm pretty excited for the season finale. I'm sad that there's going to be a season finale. But you know. Oh, yeah. So a few more things I really liked, and then I'll be done. I'm just going to I'm gonna roll through this real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, food references were really annoying and also kind of clever. <laughs> the screen You're shaking. You're in a pickle. <laughs> You're in a real <laughs> pickle here. There's a, there's a veritable food salad, a fruit salad of <laughs> insubordination. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and then the screen shaking When she roars <laughs> There's a great effect And God. then uh, Rutherford <laughs> Billups go You can't do that Rutherford. No it's a movie You can beam whatever you want You can do all <laughs> sorts of beaming stuff in a movie <laughs> We can fix the warp core on our turn Nice <laughs> <laughs> That was just a nice jab At all of the weird transporter stuff They do in the verse. Oh, you mean where you're gonna? I'm transporting you from one teleporter pad onto a ship traveling at warp speed the other direction. Well, I think what does he say? Like trying to hit a fly with a with yeah. a gun. <laughs> that's crazy. No, and uh, lastly, the the weaponized Borg head. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> so clever, so clever. Uh, let's. I think that's all. I, that's all I had. Oh, how did you feel about Mariner racially stereotyping Tindy? I mean, all Orion's are pirates. They're right? they're, like capitalistic <laughs> hyperlibertarians. I'm I'm pretty sure that up until like the end of I'm pretty sure until Nemesis, like they are pirates, right? Like that's the whole thing is yeah. yeah they're yeah. not part of the Federation. They attack everybody. They attack Klingons. They attack the Federation. They attack Romulans. They don't. Well, they her whole care. line about a lot of Orions haven't been slavers, and pirates for at least five years. Yeah. <laughs> Which may or may not be the end of Deep Space Nine. Because they were, the Orion Syndicate is in more, at least a few episodes of Deep Space Nine. So, but who knows what happened or, you know, whatever. I like that they address that a little bit. It's nice, I guess. Unlike yeah. Star Trek 2009 that just has an Orion join Star joining Starfleet. Doesn't make any <laughs> sense breaks a lot of canon but that's okay yeah i'm not a super stickler for it it's just you know yeah but how alternate is it Uh, i i believe you are you are on wax on this podcast saying out loud that you don't believe in any other timeline other than the prime one so no i don't i don't think i've ever said that (laughs) i think you did that doesn't sound like me i enjoy the the new movies because I, I asked you about the mirror verse and you said i don't believe in the other timelines you said it out loud oh <laughs> uh, well that might have been in reference to whatever argument we were making or having i should say fair enough mirror universe you're gonna bring the mirror universe into any argument then anything's on the table you can't talk about star trek canon and then be like what well, but in the mirror universe well yeah did, did they've they established multiple out? times that anything can happen in a parallel universe did we ever figure out if there is a mirror universe for the Kelvin verse or is the Kelvin verse its own separate? I don't know. We've, they've not. So the Kelvin verse is just the three movies. So unless they do a mirror verse movie, fingers crossed, hmm. I don't think I've ever, could, they've, I don't think they've, they've never done that. Right. We've had plenty of episodes, but no, cause they go to the mirror verse in obviously original in series. I think so. They do it in deep space nine. They do an enterprise. They, they do it in next gen. Do they? Yeah, when, They do um, it in Discovery. They do it in Next Gen when the... What's it called? The Enterprise-C comes out of the... That's not the Mirror Universe. That's a parallel universe, but that's not the Mirror Universe. The Yesterday's Enterprise, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. No, I guess not. I'm pretty sure they, they never went to the Mirror Universe in TNG or Voyager. Voyager just... Was, they had enough more going on. They didn't need to get <laughs> in fluidic space, whatever that is. Uh, The notion of revisiting the Mirror Universe on TNG was actually pitched to the series many times before it ever began. Not intimately familiar with the TNG's writer's room, Jonathan Frakes and the, last, and the rest of the TNG cast were not made aware that there was any consideration of depicting the Mirror Universe on TNG. However, one undeveloped Mirror Universe episode uh, was even written for and submitted to TNG by Jerome Bixby. Michael Piller, though uninterested in the idea of revisiting the Mirror Universe, explained, so Brandon Braga, we were a little frightened of doing it and doing it badly, and maybe we never really figured it out the next gen would take have uh, been on it. Uh, So I guess I guess it technically would have been visited at the end, right? When it, with all good things, when all those That's not versions Those of the parallel universes aren't necessarily the, right. quote, mirror universe, right? There's a difference, right. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, a, I always wondered. But yeah, no, I guess I thought that that was the same because it's a parallel universe. Correct. And the mirror universe is a parallel universe. Yeah. It is possible. So we don't know. I, We'll never know. I just sent you a picture. Of Zahn. Oh, God, those ears. Look at those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's got a mullet. Well, it was the late <laughs> 70s, so. <laughs> Look, man, I almost grew out a mullet during quarantine here. I got a haircut, <laughs> by the way, finally. So, Oh. Well, everybody, I want to thank you all for listening to another bonus episode Of the B roll podcast and listen us ramble on about episode nine of Lower Decks crisis point. I've been one of your hosts, Anthony. The other host is Chris. We are the Sci Fi Wise Guys. That is you. If you enjoyed listening us ramble on, we'd appreciate if you gave us a follow, thumbs up, a like, click the little heart button. What have you got to do to follow us and subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform? Also, give us that five star review on iTunes. Leave a comment and a review, and we'll read it on the air. If you want to reach out to us with movie or television suggestions, you can email us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at B underscore podcast or on the Insta at sci-fi wise guys. If you want to join in <laughs> with zero anonymity uh, in, <laughs> in the discussion, you can join our Facebook group, the B-roll <laughs> podcast group, if you're so inclined. And lastly, of course, if you really, really liked what you heard, uh, you can support us uh, through our Patreon at patreon.com slash b underscore roll. As you heard in the episode, we don't do any ads except for this little Patreon push. So all the money we get from there is, uh, goes directly into supporting the podcast with software, you know, hardware upgrades as needed, hosting fees, that type of thing. So we appreciate all the support. You also get behind-the-scenes audio, more off-topic conversations, uh, episodes early, and if you get the early bird tier, that type of thing. So we really appreciate it. We just want to thank everyone for listening. You know, 2020 is a rough year. We are closing down. Uh, We are getting close. We are in the end game, as it were. But we just want to let you guys know that we are here. Stay healthy, stay hydrated. And remember that you have community with this podcast. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks, guys. that thought for one second oh okay i'm holding it (laughs) i'm still holding it i've held it for much longer than a second welcome to another episode of anthony alone in his apartment sponsored (laughs) by reddit and youtube uh to answer your question